0: Welcome back to the Steelers Hangover. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. Shannon White is here. Tony Daffio is here. All of you in the live chat are here on Facebook, on YouTube, and also in your car a couple days later. I'm looking into the future. I know that you're in your car or you're at home. You could be on the beach. You've downloaded it or you just clicked on it from behind the still curtain radio and you're checking us out. On a podcast platform that is what supplies you with your favorite podcast. So, thank you so much for being here with us. The bye week's over. I'm so glad. I'm glad they got the rest. I know the bye week means more than it, it does to the Steelers, than it does to the fans, and that's true. So, we're drowning out the noise, and there's some more noise that's popping up. We've just talked extensively about Melvin Ingram the third. Showing up on the uh, on trade lists and possibly being traded because the deadline is tomorrow. Is that four o'clock, gentlemen? Yes, okay, four o'clock Eastern, four p.m. Yeah, yeah. So now you can find out about deals just like in baseball. You can find out of deals after after four o'clock, but they just have not been released. So you know, trade deadline day, you don't expect the Steelers to do anything. Because that's a lot of noise too, but something happened today and there was a trade made. The players, I don't even know. I mean, I, I can't even tell you who they are. Um, I do know there was actually a, a trade made too with uh, Joe Flacco going back to going back to uh, the jets from the Eagles that happened today as well. That's uh that's a pretty ho-hum move these days, but you know, It means something to the Jets and to the Flacco family. So there you go. But the reason I'm saying this, and I even said this yesterday on the Steeler postgame show. I'm saying the Steelers are not going to make a move at the trading deadline. And here's why. They don't have the draft capital. But I'm changing my tune. And here's why. I looked at a trade today, and I think it was between the Broncos and the Rams. The player, I don't even know. It was a linebacker, possibly just not significant enough for me to really care. But significant of those teams, that's fine. Do you know what the team got back in this trade? No. They got a draft pick back, but Mm. not a 2022. Not a 2023, but a 2024 draft pick. Wow. Okay. So this is the neighborhood we're moving into now. With trades being made, they're making, they're really going into the future. So the Steelers can't afford to make a trade right now because of the draft capital that they have. But now I'm thinking if there's somebody that they want, they're going to start dealing from 23 and 24. Shannon, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think that they'll go into the future and dip into those draft classes?
1: I don't think it'll become a habit because it's hard to predict, you know, it depends on the confidence you have in your franchise and where you think you'll be in two or three years. Uh, if if you, you know, the value of that pick as well, you know, it's a lot different if it's at the end of the round versus the beginning of a round. So, no, I don't think that'll become a habit, but, uh, that was interesting. I i seen the, the trade for Kenny young, but I didn't know it was a, a 2024 selection. <laughs> yeah. And
0: it's, it was one of those Chris Wormley type deals too, where they get back a seventh mm. and the same with like Avery Williamson, where the, the Steelers get back a seventh round pick. So it, it's really crazy like that. I for, It is Kenny Young. Thank you for helping me out with that. I was struggling with that, and I just could not remember. And, you know, so they could dip into the future. Tony, if the Steelers were to make a trade tomorrow,
2: mm-hmm. and most likely would they bring somebody in or send somebody out? Well, knowing them, they would probably bring somebody in because they're always trying to compete. They're always, no matter what anybody no matter what the outside noise says, we know that the Steelers are always serious about competing. So they would probably bring somebody in, uh, maybe a veteran that can help on a defensive line, something like that.
0: So if you had to pick one that you think they would bring in, what would it be?
2: Defensive linemen. Uh, because I think they like their corners. Uh, I think they have enough depth that, uh, on, on the offensive line, uh, you know, you're not going to find a, you're not going to get a starter at this time for for, you know, on the cheap. So they like the depth there, but the defensive line is still a question mark with, with stuff onto it. You don't know what his future is this in 2021. So that that would be where I would go.
0: So Shannon, I'm going to ask you this. I have pinpointed a position that I think that they would bring in more than anything, and it's I kind of shocked the preview guys, the post game show guys yesterday with this, but. Mike, what position do you think is probably the easiest to bring somebody in and make an impact this late in the season?
1: I would say a a defensive tackle, uh, a run stopper, which would have more value to the Steelers than it would for some teams that uh, have a plethora of of good young defensive tackles. So you might get a veteran who you could bring in and they could kind of shore up that deficiency you know wormley has struggled some holding up uh at at defensive end he's more of a four three defensive end and so you might get a defensive tackle that can come in and contribute to the run defense immediately
0: am i crazy to think that they could possibly bring in a plug and play wide receiver such as a brandon cooks tomorrow
1: i I don't think it's crazy but they've they got Anthony Miller on the practice squad and he's a former number two, number three wide receiver. I don't know who you would, who you would get before you would at least give him an opportunity.
0: What if a guy like Brandon Cook showed up, Tony on the radar? I mean, Houston's probably shopping him.
2: Yeah. Cause I mean, they're, they're, they're going nowhere. I, it would probably to me it would have to be one of those uh as you said earlier like a 2024 kind of pick but at the same time we we talked so much about the depth they had at receiver and, and how they were four deep well now you're three deep without without juju uh, i guess it would depend on how deep they wanted to be and, and, how, and how much confidence they had in james washington at this point because obviously i think they they, they love claypool and, and johnson you, you know i think they're rising stars whereas washington still still the uh the, 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 the unknown, even though he's, he's shown some things over his first few years, he's, he's certainly talented, but, you know, he's had so many ups and downs. If Brandon Cooks came on the uh, radar, I mean, I'd, 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 I'd consider it for sure.
0: I don't even know if it's James Washington who, who I'm indicting here. I'm indicting somebody like Ray Ray McLeod, or mm-hmm. I, I'm indicting somebody like Cody White, or even Anthony Miller, who, who I mean, I'm in favor of that, that signing. But if a guy like Brandon Cook shows up and you could get him for a fifth round pick in twenty twenty four, yeah, you do it because that's a weapon for Ben. But that's probably really crazy and way out there, but that's kind of some of the things we talk about here. We do have a super chat that I have not brought up, and it is from one of our very own. We have some dingo dollars from hmm. Australia. Five dollars from Mark Davison, and eleven thousand two hundred fifty-one days since a Bungles playoff win and counting. He keeps the track of this every single day. He hates yeah. the the Bengals so much, right. and I don't think he's ever called them the Bengals. He won't. I've never heard him do that. He will call them the Bungles every single time. He despises them like I despise the Ravens. Um. So that's uh that's Mark. So Mark, thanks for the five dollars. Check out Mark every single Saturday on Steelers touchdown under great show. He and Matty Peverell love it. Really good stuff. So gentlemen, there is going to be another bit of noise. And I want to ask you what you think about this. Shannon, I'll start with you. Mike Tomlin to LSU, Mike Tomlin, to USC.
1: I've heard those rumors and read about it. I know we all have. I've kind of been waiting on this question because when you first read it or hear about it, you're like, well, that's crazy. He's not going anywhere. He loves it here. The, the Rooneys, the organization, but Kevin Colbert is, you know, been doing one year contracts and, you know, Ben's getting ready to, to retire if not this year after this year, next year. And Tomlin these college coaches are making more money than a lot of these professional coaches. And the, the Steelers are notorious for not paying their coaches as much as some of the other franchises. If he got a big enough deal and he feels really confident and and satisfied with his uh, NFL resume and what he's accomplished, which he should, he might be willing to consider going to a college program uh, if the the price is right, as you said earlier, everybody's got a price.
0: Tony, when you first heard those rumors, were you were you right away thinking, "Come on, he's not going
2: anywhere"? Yeah, because it, it kind of reminded me of the of the uh, the courtship that Dan Snyder supposedly was trying to have with him a couple years ago. um But you know, it, it's a whole. I could see it happening if he just wants to take on a whole new challenge because that's what it would be. It would would be a whole new challenge. It's a completely different animal uh, coaching uh, college football. I mean, you have to, you know, in the NFL, you can kind of drown out the fans. Whereas in college football, especially big time college football, uh, the boosters, the alumni, I mean, you kind of have to listen to them. I mean, they have a lot of sway, uh, you know, with with, with the program. Um, So, and plus you have to go and you have to recruit nonstop. You have to go into these kids' living rooms every day and, that's a whole different thing that you have to do. I mean, obviously he's going to command respect. He's Mike Tomlin. I mean, if, if he can command respect at the NFL level, and we know that he's always up there when it comes to the most popular coaches with other, with players from other teams, then you can, you know, he's going to command the respect of, 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 of you know, high school kids coming into college, but if you still, you have to, you have to recruit them and, and and it's not just, you can't just say, well, you're going to come play for me because of the NFL draft. You have to go and you have to sell yourself each and every each and every year. So that's a whole different challenge. And to me, that's the only way I would see him accepting it is if he wants to, to try something totally different in, in his uh, football life.
0: Shannon, do you really think he wants the challenge? Because nobody asked Mike Tomlin, and you know that's going to come up tomorrow on the uh, on the press conference, and everybody's going to get completely shut down. So <laughs> you, you would you imagine... In any stretch of the imagination that he'd be, he would give that question even any any justice.
1: No, I don't think he'll. He's gonna. He's all focused on this season. That's just who Tomlin is. He's one game at a time. One time in his career, he talked about the next time they would maybe meet up with the the Patriots or the Jaguars. I can't remember which team it was. And and uh, along with his <laughs> "unleash hell" comment, yeah, and, and it was a disaster. So yeah. you'll never hear Tomlin do that again. He he's he's incredibly focused, and he'll he'll talk a lot and not tell you anything ever press conference. But <laughs> I think that again, he has a close relationship not only with the Rooney's but with Colbert, with Ben, and he might just not be looking forward to the years uh, after Ben, and he might if they, it takes a while for them to, to get back in a super tough division with all these young talented teams. Now it's going to be a battle. It's going to be tough. They're going to have to hit uh, or find a quarterback, uh, which I think they'd like to draft one, obviously for the years of control, but he might be like, I don't want that headache. And, Hmm. you know, and he might decide that, you know, working with these college kids. And, and again, that, that contract, that huge, uh, check might be enough to influence him so but he won't talk about it tomorrow no
0: (laughs) oh no but they're gonna ask him and he's gonna Mm -hmm. be like man i'm not here to talk about any other team i'm here to talk about the cleveland browns Mm -hmm. and that's exactly what you're going to hear so i so (laughs) whoever answers that question be prepared to get shut down because it's not gonna happen it'll be a dd yeah, a yeah, Aditi, <laughs> or or a book yeah. might ask that question, <laughs> and so yeah, you know it, it's really funny to me. Um, just because I'm mentioning the uh, the TJ Watt trade, somebody actually put in the live chat that like, "What are you crazy? They would never trade TJ." <laughs> All I'm I know, mm-hmm. but ifs and ifs and buts. You know, you you never know what is going to happen. Would you say that if you looked in a crystal ball and said Tom Brady is going to win a Super Bowl with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, would have anybody believed it? No, they would have thought you were nuts. They would have thought you were, you know, Marty McFly or Doc Brown, (laughs) you know, coming up with something really stupid. Um, So, with that said. You, know, they have to drown out the noise, and that's the big thing. And if they can do that, and if they can just focus on football, focus one game at a time, this could be a good team. And this could be a six and three team once again going into Los Angeles against the Chargers, which Bert Tavares is going to be there. I would love to go. I, I would love to see that stadium in Los Angeles. I just cannot, but uh, maybe I'll weasel. Maybe I weasel the Detroit game. That's what I'm trying. <laughs> I'm gonna try to do. I, I gotta get to a game every once in a once in a while. So, fellas, are you all hyped up for Cleveland week?
2: Mm-hmm. I can't wait. I, I love when these two teams play each other, especially lately with the uh, Browns uh being relevant again. It's gonna be it's gonna be a fun week.
0: Is it how fresh in your mind? is the incident of November 14th, 2019. Swing in the helmet at Mason Rudolph. Do you think that's still fresh with the Steelers?
1: I don't think that it's, um, that's not the motivation. If, if that's what they're thinking about, they're missing. They're forgot what they should be remembering. And that no, was that I, I don't that want, I don't want, the playoffs, to but I don't think they're really thinking about the, I think they've moved past that because Cleveland dominated them two straight times.
0: No my question is is there hate because of that is there more hate because of that moment it's not motivation you're no one's going to suggest that you're going to go and uh it's too late to fight for mason's honor that's already over
1: no there's there's always been hate um one of my good friends since we were little kids he was a browns fan his family's from cleveland and we I mean, it was like arguments constantly, Mm -hmm. the way, you know, we were friends, but we hated the other, you know, I hated the Browns. He hated the Steelers and it was even worse with the grownups. So (laughs) that, that hate has never went away. We, they were just irrelevant for so long. The Stiller fans have forgot some of that. The Browns fans have never forgot it. They're the Steelers are number one on their hate list. And I don't see that changing.
0: I'm just you know, and I, I'm I'm hearing a lot of uh a lot about the Mason Rudolph thing. I just think that a lot of the hate came back, and the reason a lot of the hate came back for me is the way the fans reacted to that. And it's not the team as much. I'm never gonna like Baker Mayfield, and I'm never gonna like Miles Garrett. I never will. <laughs> In fact, I would be devastated if. I found out that Baker Mayfield was going to become a Pittsburgh Steeler. I would, uh, I would, I would have a hard time. I hate that guy. I I can't stand him. His hokey progressive commercials. I would take flow from progressive before (laughs) to quarterback, my team, before I took Baker Mayfield and I can't stand flow either. (laughs) And so uh, and jamie jamie drives me nuts too so you know those those progressive commercials they've even ruined the adams family for me so um you know i just can't stand this team but it got so much worse when the fans got obnoxious and the coach uh, freddie kitchens at the time got obnoxious and uh that uh said something at a Mr. At a Mr. Rogers movie, you know, um, Buck Dancer asks, uh, bad, are you still in love with case Keenum? Absolutely. (laughs) I, uh, I think he is the greatest backup quarterback in the game today. I would take him over anybody as a backup quarterback. And in fact, there's a Dave Schofield, even Dave Schofield, even thinks that he's a better quarterback than Baker. Wow. Um, I, I just, uh, I think Keenum's great. I would have taken him on this team as a backup any day. If, uh, if that's who the Steelers are, are playing on, on Sunday, all bets are off. So all bets are off. I, uh, there's no love for case on Sunday. If he's playing the Steelers, like <laughs> uh, I'll apologize the next day after, uh, after somebody knocks his head off. <laughs> But with that said, gentlemen, um, any last thoughts about Cleveland Week?
2: Uh, I just, just to repeat earlier, I think it was. I think it's a great opportunity. I, you know, I think the, the Browns are, have obviously come a long way the last couple of years. They're, they're a talented team, but they're they're kind of injured right now. And, and the Steelers are on a bit of a roll, uh, only two games, and they're coming off a bye. So I guess it, it, it's hard to say a roll, but this is a good opportunity for them to to, to kind of go to Cleveland and steal one. And who? would have ever thought would ever say that.
0: Shannon.
1: The Browns offensive line. I still believe is the best in the NFL. It doesn't matter who you put back here. I think Chubbs is going to be back. And then the kid that had the big game uh, on Thursday night, the earnest. Yes. And after watching what Alex Collins in the Seahawks did, that, that, Browns offensive line and their running game scares the devil out of me. I don't know what they're going to do to change that. Something's got to be done. I don't know if it's louder milk or or who they can put in there. It can't be Wormley. And they're going to have to hold up much better and get in some favorable downs and distances so they can actually turn the pass rush loose. You can't get pressure on the Browns quarterback, but their run blocking is, is, superb so that's my main concern hopefully they're probably they remember that butt kicking in the playoffs and they come out and they play a good clean game uh you know don't turn the ball over the things they're going to have to do moving forward to be successful but it's not going to be easy if if they struggle that much with seattle i don't care if it's keenum or baker or who it is a quarterback it's not going to be easy
0: Tyler W says, we need Vince Williams,
1: LOL. Hmm. I'm going to take the LOL off
0: of there and just say, yeah, I'd love to see Vinny Vidi <laughs> Vici in this game. Shannon, after your last comments, I do have a question for you as we get ready to wrap this up. What percentage of devil do you have in you? If it scared the devil out of you.
1: Mm. Uh, well, more than I probably should have, but. Thanks the good Lord, He took care of that, but uh just a little bit. And, but they scared that little bit out of me.
0: All right, all right. That's a, Tony. I don't even have to ask Tony's percentage of devil. You can just see it in his face. His eyes are gleaming. He's like, "Yep, I'm, I'm gonna have me some fun,
2: right, Tony?" They're gonna have to rack up a lot of yardage. The Browns on the ground. Scared the devil out of me. I don't know. I, I, that, that didn't even make any sense. I don't, I don't even know i trying to say. All, right. All right. So, yeah, we have not
0: had a bye week, so we're going to take some rest, and we're going to get on out of here. Um, I did see Chris Pugh from Steelers Touchdown – not Steelers Touchdown Under, excuse me, the Steelers Power Half Hour, and he is one of the hosts along with Joe and Paul – and you got to check out that show. If it's some, there's some really fun tongue in cheek stuff in there this week, it's going to be five reasons to, that the Steelers and the city of Pittsburgh is better than the Browns and Cleveland. So <laughs> check that out. And that's every single week. Didn't have one last week because it's uh it was the bye week but we had Seattle the week before and there's the Denver the week before that. and, Now, the only one I would take exception to is when he went after Las Vegas because I've got some great 2 a.m. Vegas stories that I will share with you one of these days because Bad loves them some Vegas. I will just say that. But with that said, hey, thank you so much for everybody showing up. Check out all of our shows, not just this show, not just uh, Chris's show that I was just talking to you about as well. Just check out all of them. There's so many good things. And there are so many things to talk about with so many different perspectives. You get a different perspective tomorrow night with the Scobro show than you are going to get tonight with the three of us. So definitely just check it out. It's Pittsburgh Steelers all the time, 24-7 if you want it. It's here on BTSC. So with that being said, there's three things that we need you to do before we shut up for the week. One, it's be safe out there. Number 2, be true to yourself. And number 3, always be behind the steel curtain. And before we do that, we are going to go ahead to a super chat. Alexander Parent came in with 449. I I always screw up with uh I don't know whether that's a euro. I don't know what that symbol is. Um is that a franc? are there still even Franks I don't know um shout out to you guys helping me get through my university work go steelers hey alexander thanks i love it i i love that we can and thanks for the 449 it's you know it's uh, great to be that for you and with us helping you out through your university work that's great but you guys help us out you guys help inspire us and we really appreciate every single one of us Tyler's saying a pound is that a pound guys Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I I don't know. So, with that being said, we already we already did the three things. So, I'm just going to quote the great Rowdy Roddy Piper when I say, "Just when you think you got all the answers,
2: we keep changing the questions." Woo!
0: Good night, we love you, God bless, and go Stillers! Oh, how it rips me, but love makes me live for tomorrow